0: What is the big deal about the virgin birth? Well, who cares? Who cares if Mary was a virgin or not? What's the big deal? Well, it's everything. It's everything. If you understand it correctly, you understand that without the virgin birth, there is no Christmas. Do you understand? Okay? Let me ask you a question. And I'm leading you in a certain direction, but listen to this, okay? If God can speak life into existence, which we believe He can, if He can speak the universe into existence, which we believe He can, if He can speak creation into existence, which we believe He can, if He can create man from the dust of the earth, which we believe he can, and a woman from a rib, which we believe he can. Continue with me. If he can create life in a womb that is barren, remember Sarah? Then why is it so hard for people to believe that God can cause a godly Jewish virgin to conceive and give birth to a son nine months later? do you see that if you put it in perspective like that it's like well big deal it's not beyond god to do that that's right. it doesn't take natural science to do that why because god spoke it that's why have you ever heard the phrase god is sovereign in in, the, in his word it's in multiple places that god is sovereign well what does that mean You know, if we had to boil that down and put it in today's terms, that means God's going to do what God wants to do. And ain't nobody going to say anything about it. That's what sovereign means. Okay? That's what that means. So if God can do all of these things, then why is it such a problem for people to believe that God can create life in the womb of a virgin maiden and have her give birth nine months later think about that it's nothing it's nothing for God because he did all of these other things right in our minds we we think logically we think scientifically if you want to call it that all right we 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 want the evidence we want the physical, we want, we want to see with our own eyes, remember Thomas? Unless I see with my own eyes, unless I put my finger in, in the, the hole in his hands where the nails were, unless I put my hand in his side where the spear pierced him, I will not believe it. And Thomas's thinking was this, I don't want to be taken advantage of, I don't want to be taken for a fool, I don't want to say I believe and then find out that it's false. That was Thomas' thinking. And so many today have that same doubt in their mind. I don't want to take, I don't want to be taken a fool. I don't I don't want to believe in a God that I can't see. Right? But why is it so hard for God to create life in the womb of a pure young Jewish maiden? and have her give birth nine months later think about that we believe that god can do miracles that he can raise the dead that he can heal the sick he can heal those with leprosy we believe that he rebuked the waves and caused the stormy sea to become still we believe those things we believe that he walked on water We believe that he changed water to wine. Remember his first miracle in Cana. We believe that he can rebuke demons. We believe that he creates life itself. Then why do we stumble when it comes to believing in the virgin birth? This should not be. Without the virgin birth, there is no Christmas. Without the virgin birth, there is no salvation. Without the virgin birth, the death of Jesus, now listen to this, without the virgin birth, the death of Jesus is just the death of a normal, sinful Jew from Galilee. Think about that. Think on that. Without the virgin birth, the death of Jesus on the cross is just the death of a normal Jewish person who is sinful mind you and there lies the rub okay there lies all of Christmas if Jesus were not the son of God if Jesus were not born of a virgin birth it would change nothing and history would not wouldn't bat an eye You understand that? Right? The virgin birth is everything. Without the virgin birth, Christmas would be the biggest farce in all of history. Hmm. Without the virgin birth, the good news would be bad news. Yeah? The good news would be bad news. You and I... Would remain sinful. You and I would remain lost in our sin with no hope of redemption. The word Christmas itself points you to the focus of it Christ, right? You can't have Christmas without Christ being in it, right? Mass just means worship or a worship service. So worship of Christ. And there you go. There you go. Very, very simple. Worship of Christ. That's what the word Christmas means if you look at the etymology of it. And when you see, you'll see people use Xmas. Right, I used to get really offended at that. That used to really bother me. Don't take Christ out of Christmas! Don't do it! Until I learned what that really means. Okay? Xmas is not a uh, watered-down, non-religious term for Christmas. It's not an abbreviation, but it was used... It's not taking Christ out of Christmas. It is actually indicating the first Greek letter, chi, C-H-I, which is a short for the Greek word, and I... expiotak. You guys got that. Expiotak. Okay? But it comes from that word, and it means Christ. It means Christ. So that X represents christ in christmas that's why it was done okay it wasn't taken to remove christ from christmas it wasn't taken to even shorten christmas that's where it came from okay so let's clarify some things here all right christ in christmas right christmas meaning worship of worship service of christ okay Now, let's, let's follow this thinking for a moment. Let's say that Jesus was not born of a virgin. All right? So, to help us understand this properly and fully, let's follow this thinking for a moment. Jesus is now, in our thinking, the blood son of Joseph. All right. Now, we if we're not careful, we'll say that Joseph is Jesus' father. But he really was not, right? Right? He was his adopted father. Okay. Joseph took Jesus, though he was not his blood son, as his adopted son. And he raised him, took him. And Jesus then becomes heir of everything that Joseph has. Do you understand? If Joseph takes Jesus as his son, Jesus legally, bindingly, then has the right as an heir to everything Joseph has, specifically his lineage. Now, let's think about this. Joseph is in the direct line of King David. Okay. Now, what do we know about King David? Well, we know that he pleased the Lord. God was pleased with him. Yes, he made mistakes, absolutely. But the Bible says of David that he is a man after God's own heart. Okay. And so God blessed him and he says, I am going in 2 Samuel Seven twelve. God promised David that one of his seed will be on the throne. Okay? And so King David's lineage, those that come after him, God promised him that that is going to continue. All right? And so for a while, it did. However, there came a king called Jeconiah. All right, and it's pronounced a couple different ways, but that's the basics of it, Jeconiah. Now, this Jeconiah was the king of Judah. He was a bad guy. And even though he was warned by, and you may recognize this name, the prophet Jeremiah, remember him? The weeping prophet, they call him. In Jeremiah 22 He warns, Jeremiah warns this king, Jeconiah, to follow God, to obey God. And he's warned. God tells Jeremiah to go to this king. Warn him to follow me and to do what is right. Well, this king objected to that. He didn't want to do that, and he followed his own way, and he did evil in the sight of God. Well, God placed a curse on him, And he removed the throne, and if we look, what it says of him is that we will make this man. In Jeremiah 22, verse 30, it says, record this man as childless. Listen to this. This is pretty harsh stuff. A man who will not prosper in his lifetime, for none of his offspring will prosper. None, listen now, will sit on the throne of David or rule anymore in Judah. This is a curse placed on God or uh, on Jeconiah, David's descendant. All right, because he did not follow God. God placed this curse on him. Now, that means that any of Jeconiah's succeeders will have the curse also. So then, if God promised David that his seed will be on the throne, how is someone to get back on the throne, if there is a curse on those after Jeconiah. Think about it. So, if Jesus was the blood son of Joseph, Joseph is a direct descendant. remember now, of David and Jeconiah. So, Joseph has what on him? The curse. So, Joseph could not be heir to the throne because of the curse of Jeconiah. However, Jesus, having not been blood of Joseph, but being adopted into his family and having heir to everything that Joseph has, can now be heir to David's throne. Do you see that? So, if Jesus had been born of Joseph's seed, he could not be heir to the throne of David because he was cursed. All right. He was sinful. He would be sinful and thus could not inherit the throne. However, even though Joseph was the lineage of King David. All right. But because Jesus was not Joseph's blood son, but inherits what everything Joseph has, he can then attain that throne do you understand that I, I, i'm talking about some stuff here that's a little bit outside of stuff that we normally talk about but this is really important this is important stuff if we go buy this stuff i'm not helping you any okay think about this mary was also a direct descendant of king david whoa hey wait a minute You mean to tell me... All right, so think about this. Legally and lineage-wise, Jesus could have attained the throne which God promised King David only because, if it stopped there, because uh, he was adopted, basically, by uh, Joseph. That gives him the legal right to the throne of King David. Okay, Are are you with me there? But now... So it would have been enough to have that if, it, if Mary were not a descendant. But Mary is a direct descendant of King David in a different line through her father, Heli. Isn't that interesting? So Jesus was doubly qualified to attain this throne. He was the only one that could accomplish this. Why? Because of the virgin birth. Are you beginning to see, is this becoming clear to you now, the importance of the virgin birth? Wow. It's impressive. The more you study this, it's like, whoa, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Now, there's some qualifications here for Jesus in in order for him to be the Messiah, the long awaited Messiah, and fulfill, remember, the 400 scriptures in the Old Testament pointing to the Christ, the Messiah. There's three basic things that need to happen, three qualifications. The first is that Jesus had to be a lineal, like lineage, descendant of David in order to satisfy God's promise to David, okay? That his seed would sit upon the throne, and that's found in 2 Samuel seven twelve. 12. Secondly, the, another qualification is that he also had to be the legal son of Joseph, in order to inherit the right to sit upon the throne of David, which he did. Okay? Third, he could not be the physical son of Joseph without coming under the curse of Jeconiah. But Jesus, through the virgin birth, fulfilled those things and is now heir to the throne of David. Wow, this is some crazy stuff and is in some ways it's hard to understand it's hard to follow all this stuff but in matthew the first thing matthew does is list the lineage of jesus it shows how he is the rightful son of david as the bible calls him wow this is really interesting Because of Jeconiah's sin, it seemed as though God's promise to David would be unfulfilled or broken. But through the birth of Christ Jesus, through the Virgin Mary, it put him back into the lineage, the rightful lineage to the throne of David. Do you understand? Is this, are you following me here? (laughs) I know this can be a little difficult, but bear with me here. Um, now, because of the sin, let's, let's take a, a little digression here from talking about the lineage and whatnot and the qualifications of Christ Jesus. Um, let's talk about Adam. You guys remember Adam, right? The first guy, right? Created by God himself, right? So he was, in a sense, God's son, too. All right. Now, Adam brought sin into the world. Okay. Now, until Adam sinned, there was no sin in the world. Now, remember, in the garden, God said, all of these things are yours, but you are not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But Adam did that, didn't he? And his wife, of course. All right. But Adam chose to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And because of this, he sinned, he disobeyed God. Now, God's consequence because of his sin was what? That he will die. All right, God says, because if you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. All right, and they did eventually, right? And because of that, that brought sin into the world. So Adam, in, in a sense, is a father of sin. He brought sin into the world, and everyone after him, all right, is a sinner as well. So we are born into sin because of Adam's sin, all right? We are born sinful. Now listen to this. When you have a baby, you have a child, you don't need necessarily to teach that child how to do what's wrong. Do you? No. You need to teach them what is right. All right? And as a parent, you have to correct that child. Why? Because they don't want to do what you tell them to do. They don't want to do what is right right all right so when we're disciplining our children we're teaching them to do what is right because they naturally do what is not right right okay a child doesn't have to be instructed to be bad he requires instruction to be good now i'm going to be quoting some things from marv rosenthal he's a great author a great a theologian even, and um, I really like his writings. Um, The history of humanity is the history of the outworking of man's sin nature under Satan and the purpose of God to redeem a remnant by his grace. A remnant, someone that's left over. Okay, just take a message for me if you would. (laughs) Now listen to what he says. Within the bosom of every mortal is the potential to commit sin. Because of the offspring of Adam, they possess a sin nature. We are all born into sin. We all naturally possess a sin nature. It's in us. Except for Jesus. Except for Jesus. Why? Because he was born of a virgin. He was born of God. He was born of God. So... The lineage, in a sense, of sin was not passed to Christ the Lord. He was sinless. He was blameless. He was perfect. Do you see? If he had been born of Joseph, the blood of Joseph, that sin nature would have been passed on to him, but it was not. Why? Because of the virgin birth. Isn't that awesome? Because he was virgin born, it could be said of him that he is holy, he is blameless, he is undefiled, he is separate from sinners, as it says in Hebrews 7.26, without the Adamic sin nature. Wow. This is some serious stuff that we're talking about here. The virgin birth is uh, is an integral part of, of Christmas. It is an integral part of the faith, the Christian faith at all. And the gospel message, and it must be boldly proclaimed, not sheepishly, boldly proclaimed and received actually by all that claim Christ as their Lord. You can't claim Christ as your Lord and not believe in the virgin birth. Because the virgin birth is everything that Jesus is. The virgin birth is everything about Jesus, his whole life. The whole reason he was sent as complete God, complete man. Right? And and we can't explain that either, can we? That he was God and he was man in that little baby's body. We can't explain that either. I like what is said, and I don't know who, who coined this phrase, but it says, Jesus came to pay our debt. Uh, Jesus came to pay a debt that he didn't owe because we owed a debt that we couldn't pay. Amen. Jesus came to pay a debt that he did not owe because we owed a debt we could not pay. Amen? Thank you. Wow. Wow. The birth, the virgin birth of Christ Jesus is everything to us. Without the virgin birth, there is no salvation. There is no Christmas. Right? We remain lost in our sin. It is just without the virgin birth, Jesus is just a normal guy, a normal Jew that was crucified like a criminal and has no weight or bearing or significance at all. It has nothing to do. It changes us not. History doesn't even blink at it. But because of a virgin birth, wow, that really changes things. And that fulfills prophecy and in isaiah i think it's chapter 7 verse 14 it says and god himself will give you a sign a virgin will give birth to a son 700 years before christ came isaiah made that prophecy at the mouth of god God himself will give you a sign, and the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they shall call him Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Do you see the significance of the virgin birth? Without it, all of this is just motion. All of this is just a bunch of marketing all of this is a big lie all of this is of no significance but because of the virgin birth christ jesus fulfilled hundreds of years of prophecy he himself fulfilled those prophecies and because of that because of the virgin birth he was sinless blameless spotless He was the very Son of God. He was the Messiah Christ, the Lord. And he was the sacrifice for you and I, for our sin, that we could be righteous before God because of the blood of Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, they would sacrifice a lamb. Jesus is called the Lamb of God. You've heard that before. Now, this lamb must be the firstborn and it must be spotless, okay? And that was the requirement for the atonement of sins. And so they would sacrifice a lamb to atone for their sins. Jesus is that lamb. He is the firstborn And he is spotless. Do you see how he fulfills that as well? The Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Do you remember what John the Baptist said when he saw Jesus coming? Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Whew. Wow. That is beautiful. Friends, as we celebrate Christmas, As Advent is completed, may our focus be on Christ the Lord. Not on Mary, though she was highly favored, as the Bible says, of God. Not on the disciples, though they did a great work. They did what God told them to do, and many of them suffered because of it. It's not on the manger. It's not on the donkeys. It's not on the camels. It's, it's not those things. It's about Christ the Lord. God loved you and me so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life.